Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rash's World. Today, we have uh, two special guests on Rash's World on a very interesting and important topic. Uh, so we have Rob uh, Grover and Gary Logan. Welcome to Rash's World. Thank you so much Thank for having you. What I'd like you to do, each of you here, to uh, get acquainted with you is um, how would you briefly describe yourself? What do you do? Or anything else you want to share here on the Rash's World? We are spiritual advisors for CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs, movers, movers, shakers, high achievers, actors, athletes, and we guide people through deeply transcendental psychedelic plant medicine journeys so that they can really ground in their visionary reality into form. Wonderful. And so um, what, uh, you're the founders of the Journeyman Collective. What's that about? Just as Robert says, we, uh, I'd say it's a personal development program with the use of psychedelics, but the psychedelics is, uh, I think, a minor role in the, in the whole process working with uh, us. Uh, we work on the side of developing your spiritual, your mental, your physical and your, your emotional and emotional levels of being other than just coming in for a journey you're coming in uh, more than just the experience of the psychedelics of the mushrooms you're coming in to work with rob and gary to develop your life in a direction that you want or you see uh, how it's going to move forward mm -hmm. that sounds fascinating but before we get into the details how did you get embarked on this path because that is something that i'm very curious about um, mm -hmm. how did it all start for you guys yeah for me my spiritual journey took place or started uh consciously like actually studying spirituality different metaphysical teachings and whatnot and personal development about 20 years ago and um and then that led me into leaving the corporate world to start my own coaching career coaching business and then within that i felt like there was still something that was missing inside of that and uh so i started doing spiritual metaphysical healing and whatnot with uh people from all around the world and then even inside of that i still felt like there was something missing i went on a journey and uh worked with a medicine man one-on-one -on -one came out of that and I saw myself the very next day I was in a meditation and I saw myself training with him and I called him up and asked him um, will you teach me how to guide people through journeys and he said absolutely and um, so started working with him and that's I guess I always say personal development or exploration of myself was probably in theater school when I was 17 years old. And ever since then, it's been a, a development of who am I and letting go of the stuff that no longer serves me and discovering, well, that didn't feel right or that response wasn't good. But throughout those years, I, I worked in theater and uh, I fell in love with a program called the Alexander Technique, which is a mind-body-conscious awareness training. And we incorporate that in the work that we do. Uh, I've been teaching probably over 20 years, been with the program for about 35 years. So really integrated my life. And from there, after seeing Robert's exploration in a journey, when he came back, he was, he changed. He was different. We always jokingly say he found his joy spot. But um I thought, well, maybe I need to shift some stuff. I was going through a little bit of depression, um, 
my mother had passed away. She had lived with us for about four years. So we were her caregivers and having that empty space around the house did sort of set uh, a bit of grief in. And so I went on the journey with the same medicine man. And in that process, uh, I was also shown that this is the path that we are supposed to be on. So I wrote it in my journal and eventually spoke to Robert about it. And he says, I know, because we never spoke about it before on what we discovered in the journey. And then we both had the same sort of outcome on how we're supposed to move forward in the world and what we're supposed to offer. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to where we are now after six years in the work with the Journeyman Collective. Um, And it's growing and expanding. And uh, Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating how from different fields and professions, we kind of we converge and uh, from divergent professions and we follow the same path, something like, again, coaching or spirituality and so on. So um, it's it's, it's very interesting from, again, different backgrounds. I think uh, Alexander himself was uh, an actor, so kind of the inventor of the technique. So that's, again, also quite fascinating. And so um, I also like the fact that you're mentioning, uh, uh, well, magic mushrooms. Um, that's why I like you prefer to call it instead of the scientific name, but as something as a tool and not as the actual thing, because that's important. It's it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It can lead you astray as well. It's not something to be played around with or trifled with, you know, I think, and that's important. So how, how can you make sure, and what is your initiative here, of it doesn't go into the wrong direction or it's not used for recreational purposes only because it's Mm. too valuable for that i think totally yeah i think with us one of the key things is there's a a bit of a a vetting process or an interview process Mm -hmm. that we go with go through with our clients Mm -hmm. and we really make sure that they are a fit for us and vice versa that we can work with them they can work with us and a, a key piece of all of this is that are you as an individual willing to Take what you've learned in the journey and apply it into your life. And so we call it applied integration. Some people just call it integration. But for us, it's more about using the, the, the tool, using that exploration of self, because that's what the journey is there for, and really getting present to any limiting beliefs, any stuck energies of emotions, traumas and dramas from the past, and really clearing those out so that you can become more clear with self. And and we often say that you're, you're finding your true self because you're letting go of some of the projections that society and culture has put on you. And a big part of like what we really focus on is helping people ground in the whole entire experience. And so we guide people through preparation. We guide people when they're with us in person and it's curated, that whole entire experience is really curated for people uh, that we work with because we've spent the time getting to know them. And uh, it's not just dropping into a retreat center for four or five days. And and then after, the, the key piece is really like, how is that individual, how is that unique individual going to implement that which they've learned? So we teach people how to synthesize and process the information that they've been presented because they may not have any context for what was presented. So we're using all of our uh, all of our history in the metaphysical, personal, spiritual development world, and helping people 
funnel and channel that energy into their life, into their their love, into their relationships, and into their businesses. And that's really important, that preparation, because there's also an element of trust that they need to have with you and kind of rapport and connection, because that you had with the, the medicine man, you immediately already respected that person. So it's it's feeling like I'm safe. This is a safe spot. And just, uh, I mean, uh, my experience dates many, many, a couple of decades back. And so the environment you're in and the people you're with is very important when you're in that uh, kind of, I would say, fragile, but very mind-opening and eye-opening state. Well said, definitely. Yeah, that's what we've uh, heard, that uh, trust is the main thing and they're in the environment is the main thing. The setting, of the, the setting of the scene, you're not, which is, you know, there's exploration. You can go to a yurt in the middle of the forest and do your thing. And uh, that is one type of human that is drawn to that experience. We have uh, chosen a different path to explore uh, on that level of not being in a grass hut or a yurt or with 20 or 30 other people. We're with one to four individuals at a time during a journey with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you sorry, Are you on that as well as you're doing it or you, do you refrain from, from using psilocybin uh, uh, as it's happening? It, it depends on what the currents of energy are moving through us at the time. And we, we just know. And if it if it is, it's usually a very small amount, um, like what most people would call a microdose yeah. amount. And because uh, it's all just a frequency anyway. And so, um, yeah. It's... And in current research, I mean, uh, when we look at uh, psychotherapies, trying to to incorporate that, and there are various movements. And uh, Michael Pollan had uh, recently a book and uh, the, the mm-hmm. Netflix show. I think the second yeah. chapter was related to psilocybin, and so it's it's quite fascinating that it's it's really coming into the mainstream, and there are people and uh, um, again the psychotherapists uh, talking about it. And when we look at the history of it, both in that program and uh, also research that I've done, it's that we started off on the wrong foot. Uh, Timothy Leary, and they were enthusiastic about it, about Ramdas, but I think they took it overboard and it, it scared people and became illegal uh, since the 60s, 68, I believe, which is uh, unfortunate because uh, they could have, they, it could have been used for, for research, for, again, medicinal purposes and so on, but it stopped. And now we're kind of like catching up in many ways. And uh, the, it looks good, though. I mean, the, the progress is made and we're going, I believe, in the right direction of, uh, of accepting it, embracing it more. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think uh, a big part of that is like having, like we sort of touched on this before, but the guidance is key mm-hmm. and having someone there to work with you uh, in preparation during the actual ceremonies as well. And and treating it with a high level of respect. So you're not only respecting the individual that uh, you're working with as a medicine man or um, a spiritual guide, but the the respect is reciprocal in that it's also you're also giving respect for the individual that is going into a really vulnerable state. And so we believe that it's one of the best ways to do it because that's what we enjoy is to do it in a high degree of comfort when you're processing some of those really uncomfortable aspects of self Mm -hmm. and the guidance is really, really key 
So who is guiding you? Do they have a, a depth of knowledge of the of the spiritual realms of the the mental, emotional, and the, the physical being that you are? Because um, no matter how many journeys you do, it's it's really about being like a fully actualized human being and and applying the knowledge that you've taken on during the actual journey. Mm-hmm. Now, Gary, you mentioned uh, um, trauma and so on, and then grief and uh, and then mild depression, which I find very interesting because that's often not talked about. When you're you're either like you know uh, uh, high depression and you need help, or but the 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 state I think I was there a couple of years ago too, where you just like not enjoying life and there is trauma behind it. There's a backstory that makes you feel that way. And so um, going through that through you personally, I think you can bond better, understand it better than than, than somebody who just studies it, for instance. But yeah. uh, how has that helped you personally also to deal with the trauma and how do you help others to deal with theirs? What is your approach? Well, it was like, it was like a quagmire around me. It was like, I was this gray cloud walking through and I was like, okay, I can deal with a lot, but it looks like I'm having difficulty shifting this sort of stagnation in my life. And it's like, so with the journey, I went in with an open um, eye and mind going, I'm able to release this stagnation in the journey process, whatever that looks like, I am open to it. And through that process, you know, it, it came up a little bit of my journey. It came up that my mother and I had a hundred lives together. Mm-hmm. Like she was my mother, like a hundred generations, you could, whatever you want to bring it together. And that came to a closure and that action of closure sort of made, Oh, okay. I'm able to release the the grief of the loss of my mother and knowing energetically she's still with me and having that spiritual connection and that energy connection still reminds me that they're always with me. So it's knowing that they're not gone forever physically out of here, but spiritually, energetically, they're still here. So I think that was the, the coat that was the, I put on and it's like, okay, it's like the safe coat. And then it's like, okay, I can go through this and move forward. And now I know that I can call on her when I need to, if I'm in a situation that is um, undesirable, I'm not, or I'm going in a downward spiral, but um, that just hasn't happened. It's always been a growth from there, moving forward, going, I know what that feels like. This is not where I want to go. This is where I want to go. This is what it feels like. And then I move myself forward. Mm -hmm. And I think to also add to that is when most humans Every single human that's walking the face of the planet has dealt with trauma in some degree, like whether it be like grandma slapped my hand when I reached for a cookie and therefore I'll never, ever reach for a cookie ever again or ever, never, ever reach for my dreams. And then there's like severe like PTSD or complex PTSD. And I think our society, our culture doesn't necessarily know how to deal with a lot of those aspects and a journey like this helps you to decompose any any barriers that you have that you're holding on to. And, and sometimes it's just allowing someone to have the space just to have a really good cry. Mm-hmm. And through that cry, there's, there's an observation or a witnessing of self in those different scenarios that we call trauma. And I think 
the the springboard from that is recognize that recognizing that oh that was actually an experience for me to grow from and to learn from so that I can help someone else that, who may have gone through that experience and that's what we would call like that's the medicine that we come through that those are the lessons the learnings that we come through in our lives so that we can possibly lend a helping hand to another human being that's in that same scenario wonderful and just the act of being born is trauma and we all have that i was going to say that to you it's like romantic yeah totally you're coming out of a nice safe warm dark environment and you're pulled into the coldness and in the light and then you get a smack and it's like oh my god how traumatic is that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and they've checked it because the the stress response of of, uh, newborns is really high they're like kind of extreme uh, toxic stress at that moment and they're trying to figure out what's going on you know and and that shift again that's uh and so so that's traumatic but then it's also like what we go through through our childhood our friends uh, a comment here and there, uh, the teacher, and and if we look back further into uh, previous generations, and if we look back, we look back at like past lives, for instance, as well. So it's just like the, we all have trauma. Yes. This is like it's normal to yeah. to be traumatized in many ways. I haven't met anybody who says they've had no trauma in their life. They're like, probably you? lying if they. <laughs> <They're> lying. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like yeah. you need to come on a journey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll we'll show you. We'll show you. We'll yeah. show you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that again, when you say about crying, I mean, uh, as as a guy, we we uh, don't feel comfortable doing that, you know. And that's again not blaming anyone. This is the society we grew up in. Boys don't cry, and so on, and so that's shifting but i think to have that space well yeah yeah it's okay you know go ahead i will cry with you and so that kind of that really opens up to be exactly who you are and how you are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and And, and i'd like to know like what have been some of the experiences of of people who've gone through that and what have you seen are there any any stories you'd like to to share with us uh, anecdotes of, of, of these people whose outlook probably has changed most likely has changed after this experience. What would you share with us here? I think one of the things that a lot of people deal with and it's varying degrees of grief uh, because that's another aspect of being human that we're never taught how to actually deal with it. And grief is typically like loss of a loved one, loss of a family member or a friend or loss of relationships, uh, loss of businesses, loss of uh, like there's so many different ways that grief can take a hold and then people don't understand what is actually holding them back and if we look at yesteryear whereby we lived in tribes and and there was also there was always an initiation process for people to come through every like three four to like seven years and that process of initiation has been stripped away so most of our people that come on journeys it's not coming to work with us every single weekend. It's once every three to five years. Mm-hmm. And um, and with that, there's different levels of transformation, like people just having peace, discovering peace for the first time in their life. And they never knew what it felt like. And then being able to, like we would call that a, a touchstone moment of being able to touching into that piece anytime that they come off center when after they've left our center where they come off center and they can 
remember back into oh yes i remember what piece kind of recalibrating right like fine-tuning yeah. again and it just yes. goes out of whack and you come yeah. back right yeah. yeah yeah we obviously the radio station is slightly uh -huh. off its mark you just yeah. need to fine-tune it back into the yeah. frequency yeah, yeah. And then but every three or five years makes sense for me at, yeah. at some point i was thinking like every year but then every three or five years i think that's better but when when i had the experience for me it was like integrating it into my life it was not like something like two separate states i want to have the same state but without the two anymore i want to be independent and experience mm -hmm. that and it's like when when you can reach that then uh you don't need the two anymore right to, to a certain extent yeah yeah, yeah very yeah. much so absolutely yeah yeah and i think another piece like i'm just thinking it's challenging to like summarize all the different journeys mm -hmm. uh like i think one of the things that people will really be focused on is that which they're passionate about that which they're purposeful about in their in their love life in their in their businesses and that's where they'll they'll sort of strip away the things that they don't really feel in alignment with anymore and uh whether it be a company or they go and create a new company or they expand a company that they already have but they take it in a in a more conscious direction mm -hmm. because they're more aware of hey my time on earth is limited mm -hmm. and i want to actually we all have an intrinsic desire to make an impact and if we can actually do that through the vehicle of a conscious business then you're actually going to be using like your awareness of universal laws. And when we can become aware of that and have a, a visceral knowing of that within ourselves, then we can put that out into the world. So I think that's like a, a really high level answer to your question of the different, mm -hmm. uh, different levels of transformation that take place. It's challenging being a human. I mean, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to that because, you know, we are, you're born, we have trauma and then you will die. You have trauma. And that's why when, when somebody dies, that grief, I think it's that recognition, like this won't last forever, at least not in the same form and format. Right. So uh, I, I think really getting in touch with that and the, the kind of the connection between the mind, body and spirit is, is hugely important yes. because that gives you a certain kind of understanding, if you like safety net, that it's OK. And then even if uh, death comes, it's fine because it's not the end. But uh, those kind of, I guess, the the tool here opens you up to that and say, oh, there's another world beyond it and another lifestyle, another way of thinking and being. Uh, how would you what would you uh, say about that? What's your oh, yes, thought? yes. And yes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You're on the mark. Yeah. It is, you know, sure. but it's hard to it's not hard. There's a way of explaining to regular folk that are have, don't quite understand what we're talking about so the idea is there's more than your reality that you're living in mm -hmm. and sometimes some people don't want to explore that and they're happy to stay there and that's okay you're just hoping that the work that we're all doing that will shed a light a little bit brighter for them to look over when what was that about? And then they come into your space and then you start sharing and nurturing these people to the direction of there's more mm -hmm. and there's always going to be more. You just have to make the choice, the conscious choice on how you're going to live your life moving forward in this world. And what are you contributing to the world other than materialistic stuff, which we all like. We're not mm -hmm. denying any of that. And that's what we're here for. We're here to enjoy every moment of life. Sure. Is there sad moments? Of course. 
that's human. We're going to explore every gamut of emotion that we're here for. Um, yeah. So it's like, yes, yes. And yes, it's like, there's and now's so much. the time. I mean, people wait till it's probably too late. They say, Oh, I should have done this. Well, but do it now. And I think for, for those who are like mildly satisfied with their lives or mildly depressed, I mean, it's, it's hard for them to go and seek professional help. It's like, yeah, doctor, I feel mildly depressed. I say, just go home, you know, don't waste my time. But, but in that sense, it's like, really, if there's something like, if you're not enjoying life, mm-hmm. give this a shot. Would yes. You know, give it a try and see what happens. I mean, you can yeah. always say no. It's not something misconceptions uh, one has. It's not that you will get immediately addicted to it and so on. And the, the, we have research that shows you that, especially, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, magic mushrooms here. Um, but um, uh, so it's it's being open to that and say. Give it a shot and see what happens. And you can always say no, and I'll never do it again. Or you can say, oh, this is interesting. It's a path I haven't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Because the thought that you haven't had, it doesn't yeah. exist for you until you have it. And then you go, oh, new perspective. Yeah. yeah. So at the beginning, it was like I sent Robert as the guinea pig. It's like, you go do that thing. It never crossed my mind ever to do it or come across it and never brought into our field until this beautiful woman came into our life and introduced it to us and spoke to Robert about it. So that's why he went first. And then when I saw, honestly, the light went on, the transformation is like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like mushrooms. <laughs> but we knew there was more than just the mushroom part mm-hmm. of it, the whole thing, the whole journey process. And then when I explored, I went, holy moly, there's a lot more than I actually know out there. And it's it's great. It's a great discovery, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, our true purpose of being. Yeah. And so for, for me, when I tried marijuana for the first time, I read five books about it before I even like think about it, because I, that's that's how that's how I roll. Right. And but uh, and then and now it's legal, you know, in, in various places uh, and countries. And it's like it's it's a growing trend. Uh, I think uh, psilocybin will be legal soon. There is debate about that. And hopefully, yes, because sure. the idea of treating all drugs the same way is like treating all alcohol the same way. It's okay to drink beer and wine. It's okay also to drink harder stuff, but it's again in moderation. But there's a difference. A beer is not the same as a bottle of tequila, right? So we we have to keep the perspective in mind and look at the research and the studies. And I think people are just too scared. They hear the word drug and they run away. Yeah, (laughs) that's why we call it medicine. It comes from Mother Earth. It was created out in the forest. It's here but for- so are pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. they are drugs as well that are harmful, that are addictive. And yes. we seem to ignore that or turn a blind mm-hmm. eye to that, again, for different reasons, I understand yeah, why yeah. it's happening, right? Yeah. But um, we have to, um, again, there's a choice there. And we have mm-hmm. a choice to be informed, a choice to make a decision and to try things out. And if something's not working, find another path or try yeah. another path. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't keep trying the same thing over and over again because you don't succeed that way. Mm-hmm. And if, get outside the box. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You really, look, exactly. yeah. you really look at like what mushrooms do in the in the natural setting, they decompose that which no longer serves. And then that whole entire decomposition process fuels that next stage of growth. So if we didn't actually have fungus, if we didn't have fungi, such as mm-hmm. mushrooms, like there would be like so much natural debris in the forests that we we wouldn't be able to actually walk through them and enjoy them. So 
then we turn that to the, the human being and it helps you to decompose. Like, I believe that every single human being is on the planet for a journey of enlightenment in varying degrees. And so what is enlightenment? We have a greater ability to channel light, a greater ability to increase our quotient, our capacity to channel light. And that's essentially what mushrooms do is that they help you decompose any thoughts, feelings, emotions, habits of how you operate on a daily basis. And then you get to make that conscious decision afterwards to be like, I don't want to think like that anymore. I don't want to feel like that anymore. I don't want to act like that anymore. And then as a result, you can take that energy and nourish your purpose, nourish your passions, and, and really live like a deeply fulfilling life. It's like spotlight and you, you just change the direction and focus on something else. And it's natural. I mean, that's the point too that, that's being made here. It's natural. We're okay with chemicals, but we're not okay with natural stuff. I mean, yeah, what's it. going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I was checking your, your website and there uh, you both have mantras. So I just want to briefly uh, uh, touch upon that. So Rob, you your mantra is reconnect to souls remembering, right? So, so uh, that's really cool. Would you like to explain uh, a bit what do you mean by that? Definitely. Yeah. And there's a bit of a story behind that too, because mm -hmm. during my very first journey, uh, the night of the second ceremony, it was, a, it was a solo journey and it was just myself and the medicine man. And we had a lot of conversations that evening and <laughs> it makes me a little bit emotional because it was like during that process of just having those high level, deep conversations. So they were, they were high level and they were very, very deep and, and profound. And I was just like, these are the conversations that I want to be having with people. These are the conversations I want to be having with our clients. And so in that, there was a, a profound discovery, like we've just forgotten. Mm -hmm. So if we've just forgotten what it's truly like to be a human being on earth in this infinite cosmos that we're in, then what do I, what am I here to remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it is illusion too. We, 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 we think this is the real thing, but it's not. So yeah, I love that. Thank you. And uh, your mantra would just be uh, Gary. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, it, It's simple and it's on the back of my running shoes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just, just be here, be now, uh, uh, be seen, uh, you seeing others, being present, observing. It's all about here and now. And it's like, just be, you know, people say, oh, well, how can you just be? It's like, well, stop getting out of the, the monkey chatter that's going in your head and try to come back to self and your feelings and your thoughts. In some ways, it's easier to come back to just, can you hear your heartbeat? That brings you back to you. So that just be is like, oh, I need to listen to me and my heart. And from there, I can move forward. Because I find also I'm most me when I'm calm and relaxed. Yes. And so, but the, the thing is also, the, I'm glad you didn't include yourself, just be yourself, but simply just be, because that yourself might be something else or a projection, as you're saying, but just be yeah. like that state, that's who I am. And that's yeah. who I am at this moment. I was in the past, I will be in the future. And then yeah. the, all those things. So time kind of also disappears. Then. And tomorrow's going be a different just be. Totally. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, I thank you for being on Rash's World. So we have Rob Grover and Gary Logan. You're founders of the Journeyman Collective. You have uh, luxury guided psychedelic retreats in the mountains of BC. Um, whereabouts? Can we have a bit more information? With 
Yeah. Like we're in the Okanagan Valley. Oh, nice. Yeah. British Columbia. So yeah. Kelowna would be like a marker for people to sort of like know on, on a map where that is. Wonderful. Right. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Such a pleasure to, to talk to you and the best of luck. Thank you. This is great. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.